G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, what we're talking about today on 2020 is arguably one of the most important topics that the church and families face. Based on research that was completed last year, investigating why as many as 50% of children who've been raised in churches actually stop attending during the transition from primary school into high school. Well, it starts about age 10, goes through about the age of 14. What an important four years of the life of every child, boys and girls. This is something that every church leader, every church member, every parent would be very, very concerned about. The last census figure showed that Australia is losing 700 children from its churches every week and has done so for the past five years. Uh, This is an important topic to be talking about today and great to have with us David Goodwin, who's a leading children's pastor who ministers in leaders' seminars and conferences in different countries around the world and across many denominations too. He is a children's ministry specialist. His research is called Lost in Transition or Not and addresses the challenge of children leaving the church as the transition happens from childhood to youth. David Goodwin, great to have you back on 2020. Welcome along. Hi, thanks, Neil, and thanks for that good introduction, which really sums up the yeah, the research and the problem that we're all facing. David, we've got to shake ourselves here, haven't we? Because uh, 50% of children in this particularly critical age group, 10 to 14, Uh, This is not maybe, this is actual statistics of what's happening. They're dropping out of church life. And and some of us are going to have to ask, why is that the case? And how significant is it that we should address this now? Yeah, it's true. And unfortunately, um, the church is often asleep to this. We do see these lovely children in church when they're younger, and they seem to be so involved and so active only to find that a few years later, it's a very, very different story. And when we talk about the churches and the response that churches have, uh, I would suspect that many churches don't know how to address the problem because if they realised that the problem was that big, they'd be trying to do something about it. Mm. I think one problem is it's caused by the fact that children are hidden away in children's ministry and, and so when they just sort of slip away, they're hardly noticed. Um, by the church leadership. However, it's devastating to the families involved. Um, it, it's, it's huge. Now, let's come back to this 700 children every week being lost from church. That means that this coming Sunday, when many of us are getting out of bed and going along to our local churches, that there will be 700 less children in Australian churches this Sunday than what they were last Sunday. That's a staggering figure. It is, and that comes straight from the uh, census figures. It, it, it's not a it's not a, a made up statistic or exaggerated. It's it's there in black and white. While some people 
that even isn't going to move them when it comes to what might be done about it, when we appreciate that the greatest growth in the local church happens because of children who come through uh, children's ministry into youth groups and then they eventually become adult Christian believers, uh, there's a huge impact on what happens in the generations to come. So in the next decade, the next two decades, what does it mean that those 700 are being lost this week to what the church will look like, say, in 10 years or 20 years? Yeah. Uh, a good friend of mine once said the church is only one generation away from extinction. And uh, we we have a church today built on what we did or what our forebears did in the previous generations. And uh, so we, we have a situation that we must address. 76.8% um, of our church growth, um, and talking about a- active adult church members, 76.8% comes from the kids in our kids' ministry. So even though we're losing so many, um, that is still, kids' ministry is still our major source of church growth. Imagine if we even cut that dropout rate down by half. Imagine how stronger and more healthy our church would be today. Absolutely. And we want to talk about those sorts of things today. And the attitudes that we might have as members of a local church and uh, what our leaders perhaps ought to be reconsidering when they think about how important children's ministry is. Because how important is it to you, David, for each church to have an effective children's ministry? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's incredibly important because of this. Well, we can talk about the, the uh, church growth, but the bottom line is, it comes down to the fact that Jesus loves these kids and how it must break his heart to see even one of them uh, move away from their faith. And, and most of them that do, uh, do not come back. So um, this, is, this is a huge, huge um, issue. Okay, so for a lot of people in church life, children are there to be tolerated. Uh, and in some churches, and of course we're only being general because of our uh, our uh, conversation today and the way that we're, we're talking about things generally, but in some churches it would be the case that uh, that adults in church can't wait to have the kids moved out of adult church so that they can enjoy the worship. Uh, how much of an adjustment is going to be necessary for adults in adult church to be able to see this problem stemmed some way? Mm. Yeah, look, back in the 1980s, there was a huge change in uh, the way the church looked at children. We moved away from a Sunday school type approach, which was really like small groups for children, the, the Sunday school classes, the Bible classes, and we moved into a children's church type approach. And the reason given for this was um, that children were being bored by having to be in the adult church. Uh, and so let's make something much better for them. And so the, the motivation for this big change was good. And I don't think any one of us would want to go back to what we had uh, before the 1980s. Uh, but I think we've lost something. Uh, at, back in the days when we had Sunday school, we, um, there was great interaction between the adults and the children of the church because almost every church member was, at some time or other, 
a Sunday school teacher or a Bible class teacher. Uh, adults who didn't teach mostly went to their all-age Sunday school anyway. So there was a, a lot of interaction between the children and the older people in the church. Uh, now we we uh, we have a new generation, and what we are finding is that if you dare suggest that children be allowed back into adult church or the main church, um, it's the adults who put their hands up in horror and say, "No, no, no, no! This is this is our time. We we need." to be free to worship without the kids there. So we've we've lost something. Um, children who uh, spend every Sunday or every weekend spend some time in adult church with adults are twice as likely to be in church when they are adults. And I, I think uh, we, we've got to really change our thinking on this um, because that interaction, that bonding that happens between the adult members and the children is vitally important. Let's just spend a moment dwelling on what you just said. You said that if children spend time in church with adults, did you say they are twice as likely to actually uh, assume an adult faith themselves and remain in church? Correct. Absolutely, absolutely correct. Twice as likely. So when we get this sort of balance between having an effective children's ministry, there's this overlap, isn't there? The mm-hmm. overlap between what happens in the children's ministry in the life of a church and what happens with those children's involvement in the adult church. And sometimes we've got one or the other, but uh, the overlap's important here. Mm. Look, look, I think children need to be with their own age group. They love to be out there where they can play games and they can get taught um, in a way that's suitable for their age, absolutely. But we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We've got to see the church needs to be a caring congregation for all its members, and that includes the most vulnerable, which are, of course, the little children. Um, perhaps the number one reason why children leave church as they make that transition to youth is that they leave behind their kids' ministry. They, are, they arrive in church, adult church, and they don't feel any connection. There's, there's nothing there for them. Um, they may already be 12, 13, 14 years of age, but they um, may never really have participated with the adults in taking communion. They may have never seen a, a, a baptism. They may, may never participate in a baby uh, dedication they may they may have done nothing of those things that we hold very dear as part of our church worship and yet we might be thinking as parents that our children have had a great experience in children's church or children's ministry or even the Sunday school that's been attached to our church but we wonder then why our kids are not transitioning into the adult church. It's Neil Johnson with you on this Friday edition of 2020. Our special guest this hour, David Goodwin, who's the director of Kids Reach. He is a children's ministry specialist. He's been working in this field for more than 45 years. And we are talking today about Australia losing 700 children every week from churches. That's 30,000 a year. We're talking about the problem, but importantly, we're going to be talking about some solutions 
and the way that churches have to change in order for children to grow from having a childhood faith to an adult faith. We are taking your calls this hour. 1-800-880-876 is our number. If you'd like to contribute, our talkback lines are open. 1-800-880-876. In fact, uh, let's take a call from Peter in Lakes Entrance. Hello, Peter. Welcome to 2020. Oh, good day, Neil, and good day, David. Uh, how are you going? Hi, Peter. Very well. What's your contribution to our conversation today, Peter? Yeah, just interesting uh, listening to you, David. Um, I, I go to uh, an ACC church in uh, Lake Centre, it's the Lakes Community Church, and we've never had a children's church. We've always had the kids um, from from newly newborns, basically, all the way through to teenagers, have always uh, worshipped in the main church with us. So. They've always uh, taken part in uh, in communion. They've always seen baby dedications and and been involved in in our worship and everything else. So they, they don't go out for anything. Um, they do have a kids' corner where um, one of the uh, one of the ladies will usually go up and the kids all come to the front of the church and sit around and they have a story or they have uh, a lesson. And um, I think we gain as much out of it as the kids, actually. It's great. But mm. it's interesting you say that about the kids um, who, are, who are outside the church, a 50% reduction, staying with the church. And, and, and I think um, you're probably right. I'm sure you're right. But it's, it's good that to hear that we're doing the right thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I guess the thing to, to note is that not every church can do that. And, and that's, that's absolutely wonderful what you're doing. Um, and, but not the same solution is 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 going to fit every church. Um, yeah. But the the principle that you're talking about is absolutely right. When does a kid, when does a child fall in love with communion? It's when they are part of that when they're two and three and four years of age, and they start to see this as a good thing to do. And and when they participate in all those wonderful things we do as a church. They don't just automatically fall in love with them when they're 12 years of age. It starts when they're very, very young. So, um, yeah, yeah, good on you. Peter yeah, from Lakes uh, Entrance, what were you saying, Peter? Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great. The kids, um, look, I love the kids being in there. Um, sometimes you have a noisy one. We do have a cry room where um, if someone's being naughty, they can be taken uh, to. And, um, and uh, you know, they still have, have uh, speech in there so you can hear what's going on. But uh, I love having the kids in there. They're, they're gorgeous. Um, and uh, so to see some of the uh, the young teenage kids, I sometimes uh, have a muck around in the band, and you look down and you see some of the young teenagers engrossed in worship, and it just, you know, it just gladdens my heart to see them involved in it. And I just pray they stay there. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's shocking to see uh, when they, they do leave, and we've had that happen in our family. Um, despite what you do, there's always the outside uh, pressures, I guess. But... Um, yeah, it's, it's great, and I love having the kids in our church, and I never want to change it. Yeah, it's great. One of the the big complaints that a lot of young people have in church is that they they often get blamed because they're a bit noisy, or they're a bit untidy, or they wear clothes that are a bit different, and and they don't feel accepted by the older members of the church. Yet what you say is true. They add such an energy to the congregation that they should really be embraced um, as much as possible. 
Peter from Lakes Entrance, thanks so much for being a part of 2020 today. Uh, you can call us. Our talkback line is open, one eight hundred eighty eight zero eighty seven six. If you'd like to participate in our conversation, we're talking about losing 700 children every week from churches around Australia. Is this a problem for parents or should churches be the ones who are responsible to address this issue? Uh, What should the partnership between families and the church look like? Uh, When I hear your thoughts on these sorts of things, David, it just affirms that we have to have a major transition in the way we think about children in church life. Mm. Yeah, we... There is the debate, is it the parent's responsibility entirely for the faith development of their children or is, does the church have a role? Uh, and there are many people that say the church has no responsibility, it's totally the parents. But of course that's, that cannot be entirely true. The, the parents do have an important role, but so does the church. Um, all research um, is saying today that Children need to be in a community and that community has a responsibility in the um, upbringing of children. Um, and, and there's no greater community, of course, than a, than a local church that's functioning well and there's that communication uh, and bonding between all the generations. So you see little kids talking with the grandparents and the, or their uncles and aunties um, within a church context, um, that's that's so important. One of the things, as part of my research that I did, was I actually went and interviewed several um, teenage church leavers. These are kids that had actually left church. And um, one of the things they said when I talked to them about what sort of connection did they have with adults in the church as when they were there as children, they said, well, it was all negative. Uh, in fact, largely ignored, but what contact they did have was generally negative. Um, adults in the church need to understand that, that we can be an influence to drive kids out of church or we can be an incredible example of, of um, what it really means to live an exciting Christian life. And inviting listeners to be a part of our conversation, one eight hundred eighty eight zero eighty seven six. Want to focus in uh, on this age group? Uh, there's so much to talk about, but this age ten to fourteen age group. This, while we're talking about children right from those very young years, this age group between ten and fourteen is particularly critical. Uh, how do we look at that, uh, David? And is there some practical way we can start to address that immediately? Yeah, look, um, this this ten to fourteen year old age group is is so important. Um, it's not just the church that loses people at this age. Um, other organisations that work with children and youth, whether it's sports clubs or um, girl guide type organisations, they all undergo a massive exodus uh, as the transition is made to high school. I don't think it's because children. Are dropping out of life I think it's that they are going on to new things um, and this is where a connection between the kids ministry in a church and the youth work is absolutely vitally important um, 
we as kids ministry leaders have got to have a relationship with the youth leaders in our church. And we've got to ensure that that transition into the youth group um, is made uh, because the youth group can take the kids on and it's at the youth group that, that kids during these really difficult years are going to find support and mentoring. It's where they're going to find Christian friends. Uh, the youth group should be a really safe place for kids to um, ask those difficult questions and, and talk about the temptations and the pressures that they're under. Um, if kids are not going to youth group, then eventually we will lose them. So David, if we put the context in place here, we're talking about those children aged 10 to 14. This is the biggest, most vulnerable age group. Uh, This is the time when we're talking about a transition from primary school into high school. And oftentimes a a point in our lives where we're looking at different uh, things that give us identity, different peer groups, we're looking to actually have friends. So children who are moving from those primary school years into high school years, what you're saying is if they don't find friends in their youth group in church, they're likely to find friends who are peers who are not in church, and that's the way they'll go. Yeah. Look, look your your child might have um, really, really great friends, but if they don't have a best friend who is a Christian, eventually they'll go the way that their non-Christian friends will go. Um, that's that is definitely going to happen. And so uh, this is where the youth group is so vitally important. But we do get a certain percentage of kids who don't seem to transition into youth that easily. Um, and so we've got to ensure that they do make it into youth group. Okay, we'll continue to take some calls. You can be a part of our talkback conversation. 1-800-880-876 is our number. Rook is from Barawa. Hello, Rook. Welcome to 2020. Rook, are you there? Or have we got Jane? Hello, Rook, are you with us? We will take uh, Jane instead. Hello, Jane. Welcome to 2020. Hello. Jane, yeah, yes. what's your contribution to our conversation today? Um, well, I can say probably by the grace of God more than anything, but my daughter and her husband have always believed that their children are better off in church. Um, the, children, the three eldest ones have been left home now for a number of years and they've all, by the grace of God, gone on with the Lord and just, just, um, just in amazing ways. And the eldest one's married to a Christian lady. But... Um, and another, they have been homeschooled, um, and at various times, um, the eldest ones were involved in Sunday school, but then they preferred to come back to church. Um, they, at various times, they've been involved with um, youth camps at Christmas time and youth groups, but not in a not in a big way because we live in a, a rural area. But um, I, I must admit, I've been an observer. I've seen the value of the children being in church. They just they love the adult songs as much as they do the children's songs. We don't they don't they don't necessarily have to have children's songs there, and they sit and ask questions. And occasionally they can be a little bit noisy, but um, my daughter's always taken things for them to, um, you know, 
things for them to do or, or a book to read or whatever and it's amazing what they take in. I know another family, they weren't homeschooled but those children were always wanted to be in church and, and um, all the parents wanted them to be and and the children also said that that's where they wanted to be as well and they've now grown up and been with the um, left home and gone on with the Lord in an amazing way so that's just been my experience so I think what one one doesn't fit every rule, but I can really see the advantage in not necessarily having to have a Sunday school because um, I've got a lot of other friends that the children just drift away. They're not interested in... That. Jane, let me just ask you, uh, with uh, all of those children you're talking about, mm-hmm. did they have any responsibilities in church life uh, um, that actually kept them connected? Yes and no. They all, they've always taken communion um, right from the time they're little enough to hold their hand up and they and someone said oh but they need to know understand but they know it's Jesus you know it's remembering Jesus and um, they haven't actually had major roles no I don't think so they've just been part of the part of the family part of the church family David (laughs) yeah look look well done Jane um it sounds like a wonderful family you have. And uh, if you go to the other extreme from your experience and you find a child who's been in, in church for 12 years but has never done any of those things, um, has never participated in the life of the church, perhaps has never heard their senior pastor preach, has never never worshipped with adults, how on earth do we expect them to automatically love those things when they become a teenager. That's right. It just doesn't happen. It's just it, it, part of, it's just, the church is church, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a real convert to, to children being in church, so mm. I can't contribute much more than that, apart from, yes, probably the grace of God, but I I, I feel quite strongly if, if parents want to send them out to Sunday school, but I... Mm. I see much value in them being in church. Well, Jane, I want to thank you for being part of 2020 today and a great contribution. When it comes to these sorts of uh, engagement that happens between children and the church, David, uh, you're picking up on some of these things. Is there some practical uh, illustrations you might have of ways that churches might engage with children and especially this age group, 10 to 14? Yeah. Is there a special way that churches need to act in relation to building those engagements? Yeah, look, look. I, I think this should be preached. I think it should be taught to people that that we have a responsibility towards our children, that every adult has a responsibility towards their children, that we can attract children to the gospel or we can turn them away just by our attitudes. Um, that, that's first and foremost. But I, I'm thinking of a, a, again, one of the young men that I interviewed who had actually left church he, was, he described himself as being uh, one of these hyperactive kids who ran around the church and um, was a bit naughty, I guess. Um, he, he stuck with church when he was about 12, 13, 14, and then, then he left. And this is what he said to me. He said, if somebody had asked me to make a, cu- a cup of tea or help serve out the cup of tea, he said, I probably would still be in church today. As simple as that simple as that he was just looking for something uh, look it, it can be um, opening up to, to let children be part of the worship team or help with the, the overhead projector or the, the, the powerpoints 
It could be helping, allowing them to help usher or be a welcomer in the church. Um, the church has to become a congregation for everybody. And we've got to see uh, children as part of that. These are simple things, but they engage with the children and, as you say, are a way of stemming the flow out of the church. We're talking about 700 children every week being lost from Australian churches. Our special guest is David Goodwin. He's a children's ministry specialist. His ministry is called Kids Reach, and uh, he's prepared to travel and be a part of any seminars and children's ministry opportunities that you might have. And we'll tell you how to get those uh, contact details, but certainly if you were to Google Kids Reach, uh, you would find how to get in, cut, in touch with David Goodwin. 2020 on Vision. It's Neil Johnson with you on 2020, our special guest this hour, David Goodwin, who is the director of Kids Reach, a children's ministry specialist. We're talking about those 30,000 children that are being lost from Australian churches every year and what it is that's making the difference, a focusing in on that age group between 10 and 14, a critical time when children have to transition from being a child in church to being an adult in church. And when they are lost from church in this critical age, group, they never come back. How serious is it? Well, you think about that, how serious it might be in your family, how serious that might be in the local church, and how serious that might be for the future when it comes to the citizens who are a part of our community. We're taking calls. one 800 is our number. Uh, we'll take some quick calls. We'll need to be quick with some of these. Uh, Sharon is in Melbourne. Hello, Sharon. Welcome to 2020. Yes, good afternoon. I just first of all want to thank you, David, because that's um, I've been considering taking. I, I, our kids' church coordinator, and I've been thinking about taking the kids out of the service. And now I'm really rethinking that mm. after what you've just said. Cool. And uh, and not a, a, a lot of the other things have been very thought provoking. So I'd like to thank you for that. I think oh. that's um, it's really good. I, our, we have a small church, we've got about 80 to 100 people, but our kids, it, once they come out, it, they're in for the worship, they go into kids' church, and then they come out later. But they run around amongst all the adults, and we've got really older people to to uh, young families, and they're just welcomed by all of them. But having said that, I've had uh, kids in that 15 years who, of course, have walked away from God, and it's heartbreaking mm. to see mm. that. And they've been involved in the church, like been involved in kids' church, but for whatever reasons, things have happened in their life and they have not seen a relevance in God anymore, which mm. is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks for your call and thanks for, um, yeah, the work you're doing with the children in your church. Um, it, it is difficult to keep kids in church sometimes because they, they are they might become a distraction, but yet they're part of our family. It's it's a bit like having kids at Christmas time. They really make um, Christmas because they're they're part of 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 the family. And I think we need to see children. We need to celebrate our children in that way in our church. Um, when when I did my research, one of the things I did was I I visited uh, seven different youth groups. And I, I interviewed 40 young people and asked them, did they know people, did they have friends who no longer attended church? And every one of them knew several. 
and I asked them, um, what do you think the church could do better? And one of, the question, one of the answers that came back consistently was, we need more discipleship. And th- this was interesting to me, because I thought, well, these are 15, 16, 17-year-olds. I thought they would have asked for better facilities or, you know, whatever. But when I quizzed them on what do they mean by discipleship, what they actually want, what they're asking for, is reality. Reality to their Christian faith. And this was the thing that was most challenging to me uh, that came out of the research, is that so many of our kids, they get to age 12, 13, 14, and they still don't know how to pray. They can, they can say the words, but not pray in a relationship way. They don't know how to read the Bible, and they certainly don't know how to face up to temptations, whether it's sexual temptations or whether it's, um, you know, all the all the challenges, the other challenges to their faith. And so, uh, this whole subject of faith development is, I, th- I think, number one, vitally important. What are we? How are we teaching our kids? Are they? developing and growing in a faith of their own um, and are we preparing them for the next phase in their life which is going to be incredibly challenging to them um, most of the youth that I interviewed said we had no idea of how hard it would be once we hit high school well, I want to thank Sharon from Melbourne for her call we've time for one more call uh, this hour uh, John is in Roxby Downs in South Australia hello John how are you, mate? Hi, John. What's yeah. your contribution, John? Um, yeah, uh, I just I just want to agree with uh, a previous caller, um, probably four or five calls ago, about um, getting getting kids involved. Um, I, I went to church for a while when I was a young lad and um, lost interest pretty quick and went off the rails a bit. Um, but the same thing, if someone had asked me to sort of get involved, I might have ended up sticking around. Fortunately, I'd learned enough from the... Sunday school um, stuff to sort of hit me later on when I was about 20 and I, I tried church again um, but I had the same thing even even then no one really sort of asked me to help out at all um, I tried a couple of different churches and didn't really get any offers or, or people asking me if I could sort of get involved and then um, I gave it one final effort in the out, out here in uh, in the middle of SA and because the church is pretty quiet they sort of need people to help out so they mm. They asked me straight away, and I got really excited about it and um, been getting involved in everything I can ever since. But, yeah, it really sort of encourages um, someone maybe either young or even new to the church to just ask them to get involved and step out and see. And if they say no, they say no. But, yeah. John, I I want to thank you for your call. Uh, We'll have to cut you short there. John from Roxby Downs in South Australia. Uh, David, uh, there's a whole big issue there on people who are in big churches and little churches. Uh, Little churches uh, sometimes have more opportunities for kids to participate. Just your thoughts on that quickly. Yeah, look, um, I I think we can strategize to do that. And that was a great call from John, and it really does illustrate. I mean, kids who are 12 and 13, they want to be involved and they want to 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 be connected in that way, um, we can strategize to do that even in bigger churches by ensuring that as kids make that transition, that we we are looking out for them and maybe even interviewing each one and finding a place for them. It, 
certainly can be done. We've only got a couple of minutes left before news. I want to talk quickly about strategies because oftentimes it starts at the top, the pastor, the elders, making some sort of a strategy as to how they're going to transition their church uh, to keep these kids in church life. Any particular hints? Look, look, 80% of churches don't even give this a thought and and that's that's not just a, you know, that's a a real statistic. Um, I, I think I think church leadership need to sit down and talk about this. I think they need to connect their youth leaders with their kids ministry leaders. Um, kids ministry leaders tend to feel disconnected from the church because they're they're missing a good part of the morning service anyway. But they also feel disconnected from the other leaders in the church. And if somehow you can bring these people together and talk to them. Uh, and work out a strategy what's going to work best in your church. Well, I make no secret of the idea that I think your research, uh, called Lost in Transition or Not, uh, is one of the most important documents I've seen. And uh, I want to be able to encourage our listeners to get a hold of it, and uh, they can do from various Christian bookstores. They can also download a, uh, a copy of Lost in Transition simply from their home computer. Is there a charge on that, uh, David? Uh, no, the, you can get the whole thesis. Um, just go to our website, kidsreach.org.au. Um, we also put it into a very readable format, just a 64-page lots of pictures um, now that that is available for sale if you um, uh, you can get that from that same website well David Goodwin children's ministry specialist just to say to listeners that you are available to travel uh, various places right around Australia and uh, with your 45 years of experience uh, you'll be delivering some very hard-hitting and yet very practical advice on how to keep those kids in church David Goodwin from Kids Reach Go to kidsreach.org.au. But, David, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Hey, thank you very much, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.